0: Thank you, Jesus. Let's stand today for the reading of the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's been such a wonderful privilege to have my wife and my two younger boys with me on this trip. Hallelujah. I was praying yesterday that I would get home, and uh, Bishop was praying for me not to get home, so... <laughs> I guess if y'all need any prayers prayed, you need to go to him. That's all I can say. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. I want to read one of the most beautiful passages of scriptures in the Old Testament. In Micah chapter seven and verse eighteen and nineteen. Micah chapter 7, and verse 18. Who is a God like unto thee? And that's a question all of us could ask today. Hallelujah. Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity? and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage he retaineth not his anger forever because he delighteth he delighteth in mercy he will turn again he will have compassion on us He will subdue our iniquities and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Who is a God like unto our God? And then Micah just hangs up picture after picture. And portrait after portrait. Beautiful pictures of His mercy. I want to talk to you this morning, preach or whatever, for just a while on this subject a picture gallery of mercy. A picture gallery of mercy. And let's thank the Lord for that mercy today. God, we love you today. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your goodness. Hallelujah. Speak to us today, God. Please anoint my feeble lips today as I endeavor to preach the word of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. In Jesus' lovely name. In Jesus' lovely name. God bless you and you can be seated today. The prophet in this text hangs up some of the most beautiful pictures that are beyond our imagination. In the phrases that he uses, he paints beautiful portraits of God's forgiveness and God's mercy. In fact, couched in all of these pictures is a text. For he delighteth in mercy. It seemed that one picture was not enough to depict the bountiful mercy and grace and forgiveness of God Almighty. And so he hangs up picture after picture and portrait after portrait of the mercy and the goodness and the forgiveness of God Almighty. He says, He pardoneth iniquity. He pardoneth iniquity. He passes by the transgression of his heritage. He subdues our iniquities. And then this is the one that is most familiar. He casts all our sins into the depths of the sea. I want to tell you with a God like that, there's no reason for anybody in this building to be lost. Yeah. Anybody that goes to hell is a fool. I'm going to tell you there is manifold mercy and grace in this building today. What a tremendous text that portrays the unlimited forgiveness of God Almighty. You know it's a wonderful thing to have access to such a great gracious God. It's a wonderful thing in the midst of the storm to realize that God is so accessible to us. I could preach about the approachableness of God. You know, there's some people that are not very approachable. The great men of this world, they they surround themselves with those that keep the crowds back from them. But God Almighty is so approachable that sinners were comfortable. Publicans and sinners were comfortable to come in his presence. Little children that are the greatest judges of character were comfortable to crawl up in his lap and look into his eyes because they sense the mercy and the grace of God Almighty. And so it's a wonderful thing to have access to such a gracious God, a God that's able to save, a God that's able to forgive, a God that's able to wash us. Of, of all the filth that is in our life it 's a beautiful thing in a, in a time of trouble to be able to lay your head on your pillow at night and know that it does not matter what happens in our world today, if we are engulfed in World War three that everything 's going to be all right for the righteous and so these pictures today, I want to endeavor some way to to very feebly show you a little bit of the beauty. Of each of these pictures in a picture gallery of God's mercy. First of all he says there's not a God like our God. For he's a God that pardoneth iniquity. This is a beautiful picture of royal prerogative. Our great king has got the royalty about him that that he is able to pardon. Many years ago Queen Victoria... Uh, became queen at the age of eighteen years of age. She began to reign, and and uh, Lord Melbourne came into her presence with a stack of papers for her to sign. Among these documents and papers were uh, documents relating to a man that had committed a capital crime. He was to be put to death, and it required her stamp and her signature upon these papers before this man was put to death. And she looked up at Lord Milburn and, and said, uh, very disturbed, uh, is there anything that, that I can do to change this? Is this a part of, of, uh, of my obligation as queen? Uh, do I have to do this? And Lord Milburn said that you do have to do this unless you want to exercise your royal prerogative. And she said, well, what is that? And he said, well, as queen and the power that is invested in your throne, uh, you can choose to pardon who you will. And she got to thinking about that and she finally made an announcement that as an expression of the spirit in which she desired to rule the people of England. That she wanted to pardon this guy. She wanted to exercise her royal prerogative. And so she took her her pen and she wrote over those condemning papers the word pardon. She was royal enough to do that. But I want to tell you there's one that's in this building today that is the only one that is royal enough to pardon the iniquities of our lives. Hallelujah, and mama and daddy can't do it. Brothers and sisters can't do it. As much as the saints of God would desire to do it at times, we cannot do it. As much as the ministry would like to just pardon some folks, we do not have the power to do that. But I'm glad today that there is one that is in this building today. That it doesn't matter what you deserve. Hallelujah. Thank God we didn't get what we deserved. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter whether you're worthy or not. Thank God we didn't get what we we should have gotten hallelujah but he's got the power and he's royal enough and his blood is royal enough to cover every sin the reason we've been able to lift our hands and praise god in this building today is because there's a god that exercises his royal prerogative he's got the power to pardon our sins the second picture the bible says that he passeth by our transgressions only God can do this hallelujah he doesn 't even stop this gives us the impression uh, the impression that he doesn't even cast a sideward glance at the iniquity at the at uh, the sin at the transgressions he doesn't examine it he doesn't uh, try to find something to condemn he doesn't even stop with a searching look but the bible says that he he passeth by our transgression it gives the connotation that as he's walking by there might be uh, that that is to do with sin that cries out because sin is its own detector uh, detective and and Sin has a voice, and and and, and even those that are uh, around the sin want to wave their hands and get the attention of God and say, "Hey, look here, what this individual has done." But even though that uh, uh, that happens, he he passes by, and that that is beyond our comprehension when we think of, of how righteous God Almighty really is. This may be a wanting in a illustration. But uh, the Bible says of how that uh, the Levite passed by on the other side. Hallelujah. And uh, he, he didn't even notice. He did not even stop long enough to look at the man that was laying in the ditch. Hallelujah. Transgressions become dead hallelujah in the presence of God's mercy and God's grace here he studiously avoids that that is very evident hallelujah the transgressions wave their hands to get his attention but but he has no eye for them transgression calls for judgment hallelujah for fairness for righteousness but it seems here that the God that is like no other God hallelujah can choose the past by the transgressions of his heritage. Hallelujah. And deliberately on purpose ignore them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then the third picture he will subdue our iniquities. Another translation says it like this he will trample underfoot our iniquities. Hallelujah. He will grind to powder those things that have been done. He will totally eradicate all the evidence of what has taken place. Hallelujah. He will blot out the handwritings that are against us. He will shred all the legalities that demand our punishment. It's like taking all of those legal papers and stick them into a shredder and and it's all shredded, and it's all destroyed. Hallelujah! He will trample and grind underfoot our iniquities. Oh, I'm looking at some people here today. The reason you can worship God so freely is because God has so removed you from your sin. He has so ground to powder those things that went in your past. Hallelujah! That it's almost blotted totally out of your memory, and you can dance before the Lord and praise the Lord and magnify. God, hallelujah, because he's taken, he's trampled under feet. He has ground the power of the sins uh, that are in your life. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. He's destroyed the evidence like he did when Peter, hallelujah, in the in the flesh got angry and, uh, and defended the Lord in the garden and cut the ear of the soldier off. And Jesus reached up and picked that old ear up and Dusted it off and stuck it back on the side of the head of that soldier. Not so much to heal the soldier, but because he wanted to remove the evidence. He had a man by the name of Peter that still made mistakes and made errors, but he was gonna have him preach on the day of Pentecost. He wouldn't have been able to preach very well from a Roman jail, and so he he covered up the evidence. And we're here today because God has covered up the evidence in our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then the fourth picture, you can be seated, is the most familiar and one that we hear quoted so much. He will cast all your sins into the depths of the sea. What a captivating picture, so vividly. All of these pictures are portrayed to us, but this one, he will take your sins and cast them into the depths of the sea. It is said that the land area of our globe, of our world, is one-third of the water area. Uh, we think of the high mountains that sometimes we can go and see and, and it's marvelous to look at the, the spiraling peaks and to get on the top of a mountain above the clouds and, and think of how grand our mountains are. But yet it is said that our mountains are low-lying in comparison to the depths of the sea. The average height of uh, land above sea level is, is 2,000 feet Did you know the average depth of the ocean is 14,000 feet? oh yes hallelujah the bulk of dry ground above the sea level is 23 million cubic miles but the bulk of water of the ocean is 323 million cubic miles 14 times uh, the vastness of, of, of that that is above uh, oh yes hallelujah he said I'm going to take your sins and I'm going to cast them into the depths of the sea Hallelujah. When Michael wrote this, he didn't know how deep the ocean was. He, he had no idea that you can take the highest point on earth, Mount Everest, and you can baptize it in the deepest part of the Pacific Ocean, and the top of that mountain will be two miles under the surface of the water. Hallelujah. That means that God has a place to place our sins. Hallelujah. Deeper than any place you can plant your feet on. Hallelujah. on, on, on the top. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It was just in the recent... Uh, Century that scientists have discovered that all water eventually ends up in the sea. Uh, That that rains and falls and hits your roof and goes into the gutter and out on the lawn. Uh, That that when you pull the plug on the sink, Hallelujah! If any of you ladies wash dishes anymore, instead of putting them in a machine, and and uh, the water runs out, uh, that that water eventually ends up in 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 the sea. Hallelujah! Every drop of water it is recycled, and it takes a while, but every every bit of moisture ends up in in the sea. And there, there's a special kind of water in every apostolic Pentecostal church. And hallelujah! It's a water that uh, we put people in when they're trying. To get rid of their sins And put their sins Into the depths of the sea Hallelujah It's special because When we baptize people We don't say In the name of the Father And of the Son And of the Holy Ghost But it is We we uh, we obey the commandment Instead of repeating it And and we got a revelation That the name of the Father Is Jesus And the name of the Son Is Jesus And the name of the Holy Ghost Is Jesus Because when you say Jesus You say everything because all the foolishness of the Godhead dwell in Christ bodily. Hallelujah we understand that when Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem of Judea, hallelujah, that wasn't that wasn't a second person in in the holy trinity that was created, but God became something in Bethlehem that he had never been before. But yet he did not cease to be all that he had ever been. He was just God manifest in the flesh. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And so when we baptize somebody in the name of Jesus Christ, their sins are washed away. And hallelujah, when the pool, when the plugs pulled, or where the evaporation, hell, the water goes out into the atmosphere somewhere along the way. Before scientists ever figured it out, God said, I'm going to take your sins and I'm going to put them in a hiding place. Another place, he said, I'm going to take your sins and I'm going to put them behind my back have you ever seen a big old guy take something from somebody and put it behind their back and say you just try to get it hallelujah I'm glad that God can take our sins and bury them in the depths of the sea hallelujah and so the Bible says he pardons our iniquities he passeth by the transgression of his heritage. He tramples our iniquities under his feet. He cast our sins into the depths of the sea. Hallelujah. How in the world can a righteous God do that? Hallelujah. Here in the midst of this picture gallery is a text. And among the pictures, he says, For man, for God, delighteth in mercy. Hallelujah. And not in judgment. Oh, if it was judgment that God delighted in, there wouldn't be none in this building today. But we're here today, not because of what we've done. We're here because of what He did. Not because we're good, but because He's good. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to tell you, when you're overcome with something that happens in life, and oh, it, it doesn't matter what has taken place. God's got a burial place for your sins. When the devil comes and tries to accuse you, he's the accuser of the brethren. Hallelujah. When your own conscience rises up and tries, uh, hallelujah, to confuse you and to and to tell you you're not worth anything. Uh, oh, there's a God that's greater than your heart. There's a God that's greater than that conscience. Uh, hallelujah. When the accusing law of God stands up uh, and tells you where you ought to be and the group you ought to be running with, uh, I'm glad there's something more powerful than the law of God. Uh, hallelujah. The mercy of God. The mercy of God. Uh, I want to tell you what. When mercy comes, it comes like the flashing of lightning. Hallelujah. Thank God that judgment is not that way. Judgment is halting, and judgment is stumbling. And, and uh, when I think of judgment, I think of an old man that uh, can't hardly walk anymore. And uh, he's got a cane and he he hobbles down the street, and uh, he's got to watch every step, and he's so tardy in his progress. Uh, hallelujah. Oh, judgment is long in coming. Um, we'd all be in hell today if judgment. But had been as quick as mercy was But judgment is slow in coming I want to preach to somebody here today Don't mistake the mercy of God Hallelujah for and the slowness of God's judgment That God doesn't know what you're doing God knows where everybody's at today God knows where you're standing today God knows the situation that's in your life Hallelujah, hallelujah But thank God... The judgment is so slow in coming The axle wheels of the chariot of mercy are white Going with the heat Mercy speaks with the Tongue of the orator, hallelujah Mercy gives us hope, judgment Speaks and stutters and Stammers and is close It's so slow to to, uh, Explain himself Hallelujah, but yet people so many times They procrastinate and they put off and, And they put off and Mercy calls and mercy cries and the streets and mercy says, Why don't you let me come home with you? Why don't you let me forgive you of your sins? And as days turn to weeks and weeks to months and months to years, finally in a person's life, judgment starts coming down the sidewalk halting and falling and getting up and oh judgment is slow judgment is not quick judgment gets up finally upon the front steps and, and judgment finally reaches out and rings the doorbell and, and all of a sudden the poor victim that has rejected mercy all those years comes to open the door but you know what I've seen lately I've seen accounts of people that threw their self away to the devil and, and procrastinated and was so filthy and and foolish, But in the last moments when judgment was handing out the summons and judgment was going to be executed, all of a sudden in a flash of lightning, mercy came and interrupted judgment and said, Step back, sir. I've got something to say. I've got something to offer. I want to be careful In what I'm saying right now But in times past I've preached against Deathbed repentance But I'm here to tell you I want to tell you something If people will repent Of their sins With all of their heart God will forgive them At the last moment It's not that God Runs out of mercy It's not that God Would not forgive It's that it's the nature of sin To so harden the heart Of people That when they get ready To die Sin is so callous Them that they Will not repent. I bring you to somebody here today. Get the door of mercy open. Hallelujah. It's not too late to be saved. If you're breathing air and your heart's pumping hot blood, Jesus can forgive you. Jesus can deliver you. Jesus can set you free. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You know why? Because the Bible says God is slow to anger. It's not his will that any perish. It's his will that all men come to repentance. If you don't believe this is true, look at Sodom and Gomorrah and all that they were doing. And yet, God sent angels through the city. Yeah. Hallelujah. Look at Nineveh. Look at Jonah and how merciful God was. God pardons sin because he delights in mercy. Let's all stand today. It's so important to have the right pictures hanging on your wall today. You can even be here today with the Holy Ghost. And baptize in Jesus' name. And you can wake up on a Sunday morning and feel like you killed somebody in the night. Mercy, hallelujah, can, can help you. But I want to tell you conviction and, and conscience and, and the devil accusing you, if you're not careful, can make you feel, hallelujah, the things of the past. And you can have a God that's frowning hanging on the wall of, of your house of your heart hallelujah but he pardons iniquity because he delighteth in mercy there's joy in the presence of the Lord there's joy in the presence of the angels over every sinner that repents hallelujah over one sinner one sinner maybe there's a sinner here today maybe there's somebody that's especially hear this today right now hallelujah maybe God's sending you a little love note today telling you I know you've made a mistake but I want to tell you Calvary can take care of the mistake in your life Calvary can take care of the sin in your life Oh, yes, the body of Christ is crying for you to get back. Come on, come on, come on back. Hallelujah, looks like everybody's all dressed up and nice here today But I'm going to tell you, somebody here today In fact, there's more than one somebody There's, there's some folks here today that need to grab hold of, of what I preached about today Mercy, mercy God's not a detective gathering up evidence against you He wants you to take all the legal papers and bring them here And, and let him grind to the powder Hallelujah He wants you to get past your past He wants you to get loose from your sins Those sins are cords that want to hold you Want to bind you want to, want to control your whole life But I want to tell you This is the place you can come to this altar And shake the devil off your back This is the place you can come And get rid of the sin And, and the addictions And whatever it is Don't you worry about doing it Let God do it for you It's His mercy It's not your goodness Let's pray today. Hallelujah, in the name of the Lord, 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 Jesus. In the name of the Lord, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Katorianda and yarabaya. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. A while back, I preached two different funerals. That was very close together. They were the funerals of two ladies that had a lot of striking similarities about them. Both of them had not just an enormous amount of money. You wouldn't call them rich, but in another way, they had a fortune. This one lady was dying. And even though she was, I guess, in her 70s, maybe close to 80, she loved jewelry. She loved trinkets. She loved to paint herself up. Her hair was still blonde, even though she is that old, and she had huge big diamonds, several rings on each hand, and necklaces and brooches. And she loved love those things. She'd come to our service at times and weep and cry, and God would reach for her. She she was dying of a terrible disease and I went over and prayed for her several times and those last days tried everything I could to pull her to Christ and let her know how God loved her and cared about her but Madge died reaching reaching for those things that had meant so much to her I happened to be out of town when she died but I was with her much of the time and They told me that right before she died, she was laying there just suffering, eating up with the disease, dying. And She was saying, where's my jewelry at? Where's my rings at? Where where, where, are they at? Where's my Rolex at? I want to tell you, a dying woman don't need to be worrying about diamonds and Rolexes. Mercy was there weeping. Mercy was there calling out. She was so distracted. Another lady with the same disease. She had become bedfast. Hospice had been called in. I was by her side. She had been also a woman of of wealth. Her husband left her when the kids were little, and she began to work hard and invest, and she actually ended up with a big boarding house in New Jersey, worth a lot of money, had a lot of assets. I worked with her also for several years, Four or five years, I guess. I'd take her out to lunch. She was elderly, and I'd try to talk to her. Everything had a dollar sign on it, everything had a price on it. She had the same spirit to hold of her. But in her closing hours, actually it wasn't, it was more than hours, but she she began to seek the Lord and she was she was bedfast staying in her daughter's home and could not move, could not get up. All of a sudden they heard a commotion in her bedroom and her daughter and son-in-law run into that bedroom and the lady was out of the bed and she was jumping up and down and she was talking in tongues. God filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost when she was dying she wasn't talking about her investments and she wasn't talking about what she had in the bank she was talking about God and she was talking about don't worry about me everything's alright and she was telling them hallelujah to live for God telling her son-in-law how God was going to bless him and mercy 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 What's your response to mercy today? What's your response to what I've preached today? He wants to use his royal prerogative on you. It doesn't matter if somebody want to send you to jail. Or... Hello, people get some mean. People want to send them to the electric chair. God wants to exercise his royal prerogative on you today. While people will say, hey, I, I know where he's from. I, he don't deserve this or she don't deserve this. God's wanting to just walk by like he never done it. They're saying, God, do something about it. God, you, you ought to make them pay for what they've done. They they mistreated me. God just walks right by. He just don't, he don't, he don't even give a nod. He doesn't even give any, any attention to your past. Your past has nothing to do with what he wants to give you in your future. All you got to do is repent. Whether it's big or small, God can take care of everything in this building. Hallelujah. He wants to grind the powder and shred up everything. That would hold you back to your past and put a tag on you. I want to tell you as much as the world talks about forgiveness, they don't know what forgiveness is. They tag people you done something 45 years ago and and, and we know what you did. It's only at the church that you can get past your past. It's only at the church that we know that person can really be delivered because we've been delivered. I want to take your sins and I want to cast them in the sea of forgetfulness. And I want to hang up a no fishing sign never to be remembered against you again. Hallelujah! how about it as I open these altars today hallelujah would you like to come today would you like to maybe somebody needs to reclaim what I preached today like barking dogs in the night past your memories and I'm going to tell you God wants you to get past that I know a lot of us want to come rejoicing today that God has set us free God's done something for us Hallelujah. But how about somebody here today that needs to find a place to pray? I'm giving somebody an opportunity right now, right now, right now. Let's pray, church. Oh, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.